This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to the show. I'm Nadine Dorries and you're with Talk TV on TV, on radio, online and on your smart speaker. A new poll suggests that more than half of the British public say Keir Starmer should keep Labour's 28 billion green pledge spending. The Nature 2030 survey suggests 54% of all adults disagree with the move to ditch projects. Joining me now is Labour Party donor and founder of Ecotricity, Dale Vince. Dale, what's your... Welcome. Hello, lovely to see you. Dale, what's your reaction to Keir Starmer scaling back on what is a key commitment? Yeah, morning, uh, Nadine. It's nice to be with you. Um, my reaction was uh, not, not a big surprise. I thought there'd be a lot of speculation in the media for the weeks leading up to uh, last week, last Thursday, I think it was, or Wednesday. Um, and, um, and I think it's an entirely pragmatic move, given the deterioration of the economy in the three years since the pledge was made. Uh, and I think it reflected uh, Labour's desire to uh, to show uh, caution, you know, care, to, to show that they would be careful with public money. So rather than make um, a pledge this big, blind of the actual circumstances, not just of today, but we don't know when the election will be. You know, will it be in May? Will it be in October? Will Rishi run all the way to January? We don't know. We don't know the state of the economy at that time. So I thought it was quite sensible. And what do you think of the leak? The fact that it was leaked and really caused him some serious problems. <laughs> Honestly, uh, you, I, I never know if the leaks are, in, are on purpose or the actual leaks. I, uh, you know, that, that, that stuff I don't worry about. What I concern myself with is, uh, you know, the green economy that we need to move to. This is what's good for our country. Every pound we spend on renewable energy gives us twice as many jobs and two and a half times the GDP growth as if we spend it on fossil fuels. And uh, all I care about is that we get a government that pursues the green economy instead of the old fossil economy. So uh, I very much want Labour to win. I don't care if they pledge 28 billion or not. I just care that they get after it if and when they get into number 10. Dale, I hope you don't mind me saying this, but the net zero commitments and the achievements of the previous Conservative administration at COP26 were pretty phenomenal. They were groundbreaking. And, and I think the commitments that the Conservative Party made are more than Keir Starmer has made. And I'm really surprised to hear you say that you're not unhappy about that $28 billion, um, kind of dumping the policy. Because didn't you used to fund Just Stop Oil? I thought this was a matter of principle to you and something that you are passionate about. Well, you know, last summer it became clear that the only way we can just stop oil 
is to just stop the Tories because Rishi Sunak's reaction to the protest wasn't to listen at all and listen to the to the country, actually. Millions and millions of people care that we don't drill for new oil and gas. The United Nations have said it's moral and economic madness to do such a thing. Rishi Sunak didn't just not listen. He went the opposite direction and announced a whole raft of new drilling licenses for the North Sea. And it became clear no amount of protest was going to change that. Only, election, only the election can do so. So, Donna, would you describe yourself a first and second? Socialist first, environmentalist second? I'm environmentalist before anything else, actually. But I think that we can't have true sustainability without social justice, and Labour offers us that. Also, Nadine, can I challenge your point that the Labour, uh, that the Conservatives had a, had a kind of massive achievement at COP26? I don't think they did at all. Uh, and of course, uh, the Conservatives did bring in the net zero law, but since they've turned their back on it with all kinds of U-turns uh, on, on green issues. Oh, Dale, I'm with you on that. You know, it's, uh, it was Rishi Sunak as one of the... the I, I made this point yesterday that, you know, politically speak, well, net zero was in Boris Johnson's heart. Politically speaking, he took the left of the ground with animal welfare and, and the net zero commitment. He took the right with Brexit and immigration, although Rishi Sunak opposed it, and other things. And actually, what Rishi Sunak has done is, has like thrown all those policies away. So he's now left on a very narrow political island, having abandoned the left and abandoned the right. But you know, I, but I think you're wrong to say that COP26 is renowned amongst the environmental community. Although they don't say it publicly, they say it quietly as the best COP that we've had in a generation. Well, since pop, COP began, which was obviously a while ago now. But um, it was that net zero commitment, the the pledges made by countries from India all across the globe to, to recognising the danger of climate change and what needs to be done. I was there. It was a phenomenal COP meeting. It was incredible. And we got countries to come in and agree, you know, the, the UAE, countries that you would not expect to agree to what was a serious problem. They, they were nailed at that COP, and it's, and it's agreed. So I think you're wrong to say that it wasn't a particular... It was. And I think if you're an environmentalist first, I think that's something you have to acknowledge, regardless of the politics behind it. You have to acknowledge when, when huge strides are made in tackling climate change and what's happening, the dangers that are threatening the planet today. Yeah, look, I agree with you that it was a big step, COP26. The language of the uh, the final statement of the conference was uh, was a big improvement on what it had before. It wasn't the biggest for a generation. I would disagree about that because Paris, I think, was possibly the biggest for a generation where the world agreed that one and a half degrees was the target. I was a COP3 in Kyoto a very long time ago when the world first agreed carbon targets at all, and that was monumental. It was only about 10%, but it was a step. And every COP... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. More or less gives us a smaller or a bigger step. Uh, Glasgow was a step. I know I would say it was a medium-sized step. Paris was a bigger one. And, and funnily enough, the one we most recently had in the middle of the oil-producing states of the world uh, was actually a step itself as well, uh, you know, in terms of accepting that there's a problem with fossil oh, fuel and we Dale, have to it stop it. was using. mildly chaotic, to say the least. It was. It was, but, but there was an agreement that we had to stop using fossil fuels. And what Rishi Sunak's doing is, is exactly the opposite. And I think he's doing it for narrow political purposes, for his own um, remote chance of winning the election. And, uh, and it, you know, it's against everything. It's against good economics, it's against climate science, it's against net zero that, that we've enshrined in law. Um, and, and it frustrates me that an unelected prime minister can take the country in completely the wrong direction for his own personal gain. Dale, it's been fantastic to have you on the show. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. So, I'm going to go to Madeline first because, Madeline, I cut you off um, before the break. <laughs> so, is, there, is there a point you wanted to make left over from before? Oh, don't break? worry about that. Don't okay. worry about that. So, what, what do you think about Dale's points? Well, I think that he... Do you think he is an environmentalist and a socialist first and a socialist second? I, I, I neither know nor, nor care, frankly, but I do think that um, he... The absurdity of arguing that it's, it's so morally reprehensible to drill for our own oil and gas when every industry expert, no one is saying that we could phase away from oil and gas immediately anyway. So it would simply be choosing between drilling for our own and importing it from elsewhere that often carries much higher emissions because it has been imported. I mean, that to me is an example of ideology going ahead of pragmatism and, and good sense. Yes, we want, we want to do what is right and we, want, we do want to, to go through this transition, but the idea that you would wantonly shoot yourself in the foot for essentially what is to do with optics rather than what is actually in our national interest. And many other countries around the world have not, are no, have not made anywhere like the advances and the strides that we have towards green energy. And it's insane that often the international community is kind of invoked, like everyone thinks that Britain has, has made a step backwards. Often these are countries that haven't, haven't made anything like the strides that we have and are not following a similar policy. Oh, well, Madeline, you always make incredibly good points. So uh, the reason why I care whether he's a socialist first or whether he's an environmentalist is I'm always interested in the place people are coming from when they're espousing their views, yes. particularly when it's to do with politics, elections, supporting political leaders. And I was just trying to tease out, uh, is it just that you're a socialist and you want Keir Starmer? Because you can't criticise, yeah. I don't think, the Conservatives' record on environmental issues or on embracing climate change yes. and putting in place pragmatic solutions. That is solutions. a really good point. And it's interesting that what began as a discussion about a more recent pledge involving the party that Dale um, professes to support in an area that is directly of relevance to his area of interest. Um, and it very quickly pivoted into a discussion about the Conservative government, let's face it, which probably won't be in power for much longer. And then the Labour government will... It'll be their opportunity to make green policy. And, yes, I see what you mean. I think you're right about the priorities being important. Matthew? No, I mean, Dale gave his own answer, didn't he? So um, I'm, it's a little bit yeah. futile trying to double-guess that, to be fair to him. No, I'm listen, just teasing I, out the point I, listen, of... Listen, you, you know that I'm, I wasn't a fan of Boris Johnson for all sorts of reasons, but I think you're right, actually, that you did do some important work on net zero. You are the government who enshrined that into law, as Dale... 
as Dale said, when, when, it, when it happened. But, oh, but oh, sorry, I thought you meant the enshrining yeah, net that, zero. That may have happened under Theresa oh, May, sorry. but Boris Johnson, I think it's fair to say, continued that movement, that, that direction, would you yes, agree? Yes, he did and, jettison the policy in the and, way Rishi has jettisoned it. Also, he? you know, when I was, I was talking to someone who's done really important work on animal rights, just helped change the lives of billions of animals and birds and so forth, and I was sort of whining on about Boris Johnson. He said the Boris Johnson government has been really, really good on animal welfare. So a, a tick there. But isn't it interesting that we've got a by-election this week for Chris Skidmore's seat? This was the Tory minister who was actually in charge of enshrining ah, it into law. And I, th I th There's another story, though. Yes, yeah, there is. There's another story. D Dale, though, made the point. And Imagine I, think it... I will come straight with to you with what the story is. <laughs> Dale did make an important point, though, that Sunak is resiling and going in a different direction, changing the momentum that you guys helped to build. And Sunak, of course, has but... never stood for election as the leader of the Conservative Party. But if it's not possible, it's not feasible within the time limit that someone else has guaranteed to do, achieve something, you can't conjure up the technology that doesn't exist. You can't force things to happen when it's, it's impossible. You know, I think part of the problem with the net zero is that it sets this grandiose target and then leave, forfeits that to future other politicians to get on with, regardless of whether the technology is there before. And I think some of the targets that Rishi Sunak has pushed back on were essentially arbitrary targets that had simply been put in because Boris Johnson wanted to, for example, be a, a few, five years ahead of the EU on, on boilers or, or for, for vehicles. So guys, I, I've got to go. I've got to go on to something else. So um, we're running out of time. But Matthew, just you just said Rishi Sunak has never stood for leader of the Conservative Party. He did, and he was rejected no, by no, the members. No, he hasn't st stood in front of a general election yeah, as yeah. leader of the Tory yeah, Party. That, but that's not what you said. But he did stand yeah. for leader and was rejected. Time for your texts and tweets. I'm asking, given the fact that it's Valentine's Day. I want you to tell Rishi Sunak and me how his relationship with you and the voters is going. Text on 8722 or tweet us on x at TalkTV. Adrian says, not very good. I think he's useless. I think this government is the worst of my lifetime, so can't wait for the general election. Alan says, the sooner he has gone, the better. And Peter says, everybody loathes him. Oh, bits, bits. Yeah. Oof.